Shalom, shalom, and welcome back to another exciting episode of our continuing Shi'urim in the Sefer Lekutze Moran. We're currently in the ninth Torah. We're going to pick it up right where we left off, Perush, And this is the explanation of the following. This verse comes from Parsha Noach, when Noach is building the Teva, building the Ark. The verse says, Tzohar Ta'asele Teva. And God commands Noah to build an, a light for yourself, for the Teva. Build it. Make this light. Perish Rashi. What does the famous medieval commentator Rashi say? Yeshoimrim. There are those who say this light, this Tzohar, is a chalon. We're talking about a window. The ability to bring light in. The Yeshoimrim, Evan Tov. And there are those who say a precious stone, a jewel. And what's the difference between a window and a precious stone or a jewel? That the window, it doesn't have any light on its own. Rather, it's a, it's a place that provides a space, an entryway for, for the light to come in. Aval, kashain or ein mer. When there's no light, there's no illumination. This is self-evident in all of our experiences. If we're standing in a room that has no lights on and there's a large window, if it's daytime, we can usually see. If it's nighttime and there are no lights outside, the sun is not up, then we cannot see in that window without some extra help. Aval Eventov, however, on the other hand, not the window, but the precious stone, that even if there is no light outside, it still illuminates on its own. You can picture being in that same dark room, that one with the big window that we just spoke about, but because it's not bright outside, it's very hard to see inside of that room. If you were to pull out a precious stone and look at it and move it a little bit, you can see it shine, you can see it sparkle. You don't need external light like the sun to come through. It's able to soak up whatever's there and really on its own, it's able to sparkle. Now there are individuals whose words are like a window. And they don't have any energy or they're not able to illuminate on their own. But rather they allow light to come in. And this is what Rashi means when Rashi says in this case, Yesh Omrim, there are those who say, he's not saying just practically there are those who say to the exclusion of the previous statement, but rather, that their words make a window. And on the other hand, there are those whose speaking makes a precious jewel, and that does illuminate. When a person speaks, says Rabbi Nachman, one could be creating a window, allowing light to shine in, or alternatively, one could be creating a precious jewel, a gemstone, that's able to sparkle and reflect with very little light. It, it provides the light itself. We have to remember that this is being said in the context of tefillah b'koyach, of praying with strength, with power. There are those times when we pray and our words of tefillah, our words of the prayers, are opening a window, allowing the power of others, the light that others are producing, to come in. 
meaning inspiration to build us and to go out also if we're part of the community. So then we're building that window to allow those individuals who are able to illuminate a situation, an individual, their city or their world. We're allowing that light to go out. And on the other hand, there are individuals within the community who provide the light. Now, it's important to note that this is not all or nothing. We all have ups and downs in our life. There are great times and there are more challenging times. This is true with tefillah as well. When it comes to davening, there are times in our life where davening is tremendous and we feel connected, and there are times when maybe we don't. That's okay. We do the best we can. We strive to be the illuminator, to be the lamplighter. And if we can't, we'll be a window. We'll allow those around us Presuming that we're surrounding ourselves with tremendous people, we can thrive off their light until we're once again able to make our light on our own. As we're learning this idea of the teva, of making the tzohar, this window, it should not be lost on individuals as taught by the Baal Shem Tov and passed down through many tzaddikim, that the word teva also means word. When we're exploring Noah's building of this tremendous boat. We have to also understand that Hashem is speaking to each and every one of us at all times that building the Teva, just like Noah was obligated to, the dimensions and all, are particular to us in regards to our speech. And the main speech, the best speech, is speech of prayer. The dimensions of the Ark itself, the dimensions of the Teva, were 50 by 300 by 30. Each of those letters has a numerical value that corresponds to 50 is Nun, 300 is Shin, and 30 is Lamed. That gives you a Lamed, a Shin, and a Nun. That spells Lashon, meaning speech or tongue or language. Speech, the entirety of the Ark itself, is completely alluding to prayer. Vida, and you should know, that everything goes according to the emes, according to the truth, meaning an individual who's praying, the level to which they live an authentic life, an emestika life, the level to which they're holding on to truth, determines the power of their words. Because the main light is God Himself. Because Hashem, who he is the truth. Because the main desire or yearning, if you, if you could say that about God, is only for truth. And this whole concept that we just learned can be understood further with the following verse. And the Amma will finish it up above. An Amma is a rabbinic measurement around a yard. Lashon, which is a similar language as we find in the verse in Sefer Shmuel Bet, Vatchal Nefesh David. Rabbi Nachman is comparing the word Tchalena, that means to complete, to finish, with the word Vatchal in the Nefesh David in Sefer Shmuel, saying that the soul of David, of David, of King David, desired or longed for. Now we have established this connection between the idea of finishing, of completion, and the ideal of yearning or desire. Additionally, in the verse is the word ama, this rabbinic measurement. He, he mutsaos, that this word ama represents and has within it the five um, coming outs, the five 
ways that we actively speak in Kabbalistic and other literature. It explores different parts of the mouth. And there are five particular ways that we're able to speak, that we are able to articulate words. Five different places that, that noise comes from within our, our greater mouth. One is the throat, one is your palate, one is your tongue, your teeth, and your lips. These five particular spaces of speech uh, correspond to this word ama, hakluli me'esh umayim, and they're all included in this esh and mayim. The ama, the initially the aleph in ama is for esh, and the mem is for mayim. So we have esh and mayim, and the hey, the the hey is is indicative of these five particulars. Hainu shetira sheyetsu hadiburim mipicha be'emes. So what are we trying to say here? That when words come out of our mouth in truth, when the words that we're saying are truthful, most particularly our prayers, our words of davening are connected to truth. Va'az, and then, That then Hashem desires from on high to dwell with you. To the extent that our words speak the truth, is the extent to which the Almighty connects with us and dwells with us. And that when God is with you, He illuminates you. This is an incredible power that we all have when we use our words to connect to Hashem and we connect them in truth. When our words are true, when we're being honest with ourselves and we're connecting to the Almighty, then there's this slingshot of light that comes right back to us to illuminate us and allows our light to light up the world. Wishing everyone a beautiful day.